That's right, ladies and gentlemen, that chant you hear means the Bengals won again, and they're going to the Super Bowl. I will say that when I was trying to send texts to family members or anybody about the game after the game and use the phrase Super Bowl, my iPhone, for some reason, wanted to keep auto-correcting it so that super had an accent over the U, like I was talking about some French soup. It was driving me crazy. I would think that having my phone on American settings, it should never default to anything with an accent. I can't think of any time in my life that I ever would have typed the word super with a U. You accent to sit there. So what is going on, Apple? An autocorrect. Fail. So before I get any further into my quick updates and then transition into the topic, I do want to point out if at any time during the podcast it sounds like there are people behind me throwing gravel, that would be the ice storm that has been taking place for the last 12 hours in central Ohio. It's supposed to be snow now. My weather app tells me that it's snowing where I'm at, not sleeting, but you can hear the up against the windows. In fact, I can't even look out of my upstairs windows because the ice has glazed and coated the glass surface so it's just a frosted, foggy, like looking through a sheet of ice because that's what it is. So again, if you hear anything like that, I'm hoping it won't get picked up, but if you do hear that, I apologize, but I need to get this podcast recorded and because of the weather outside, I'm not going outside or doing anything today, so this is a perfect opportunity for me to make a lot of headway on the podcast. So for those of you who listened to last week's episode, The Charlie Experiment, I want to let you know, I've mentioned many times that my mom listens to the podcast. She'll occasionally send me a text the day after she listens and give me her thoughts or what parts she liked. And she basically thinks I'm batshit crazy and I need a dog. So clearly, not everyone is a fan of the Charlie experiment. Sorry, Mom. Not sorry. And I'm pretty sure that when she comes and visits me in April, the Charlie experiment will still be going on. It will be at the tail end, but it will still be happening. So she's already not looking forward to having to share time with Charlie during her visit. It'll be fine. Don't worry. So one interesting tidbit of information that happened last week, I once again had to become the DIY guy. That's right, I was driving, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, my front right brakes started just... grinding. I mean, when I was applying my brakes, but it then got to the point where even when I wasn't applying the brakes, there was just this kind of still wispy something rubbing. It was not good. It was very unpleasant. And I knew I was going to have to replace those front brakes immediately the next day. So when I got home from driving around that night, I looked in the garage and realized I've got two rotors and a set of brake pads. So I'm researching on the AutoZone website to make sure are these the front or the back and everything was for the front. I'm like, that is awesome. That saves me money, or rather, I'm actually using money that I clearly already spent and never used. It saves me a trip to AutoZone or to figure out if I can find the parts I need and wherever I have to go. So the next day, I jack up the car, I get the tire off, I take the caliper off of the brake system, and before I got any further, something just looked weird about these brake pads. I'm like, those look a lot bigger than the ones in the box that I have. So I went back over to the box, grabbed those new pads, kind of held them up against the pads that were still setting in the 
caliber bracket, and sure as shit, they were incorrect. So with a little Googling and some more AutoZone research, I realized there are two types of brake systems for my van, one where the front brakes are using a double piston caliper and one where it's a single piston caliper. I had bought the parts for the single piston and my car uses the double piston. So of course, now this means I have to reassemble my brakes, my shitty next to death brakes. I have to put my tire back on, tighten everything up, lower the car down on the jack, find a location near me that actually had the brakes that I needed because AutoZone by my house was out, drive to that store, get the new brakes, go back home, jack the car up again, take the tire off, take the caliper off, and replace the pads. At that point, I had so many other things I needed to do in the day that I just didn't even bother with the rotors. I know for any of you who do your own auto repair, that's not ideal to simply replace the pads, especially if they've been grinding like that, but that's what I did because at least now I can stop and not worry about my brake pad just shattering and losing all stopping power. But all of this to say, if you remember from my episode, The DIY Guy, I talked about how much I have grown to loathe DIY, especially when it comes to auto repair, because every time you think something's going to take an hour, just go ahead and take off the rest of the afternoon. And that is exactly what happened this time. So the last update I will give you, this isn't really an update because I haven't really talked about this a ton in the past, so it's kind of more of a new nugget. I have mentioned it, but not in great detail, but that would be my my tireless employment search. So some of you may remember me mentioning back in December, I started a job that was kind of long hours, long shifts, but I found out really fast within the first couple weeks that that job simply was not for me. So I went back on the job hunt and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you if there's one thing I've learned in the last year of looking for a job, employers out there suck balls. They are ghosting people left and right. That's right. Ghosting has now transitioned over to not just breakups, but HR departments. I did an interview that will be four weeks ago tomorrow for a job in the financial industry, a bank. I came from a credit union. That was my last job, 10 years at a local credit union, doing the identical tasks that I did at my last job. That's what the expectations were for this job. So to me, I'm like, I could not be a more perfect fit for this job. Now, that could be somewhat of a bad thing because I wasn't really enjoying my work or my job at the end of my last job at the credit union. However, I knew I would at least be able to excel at this job. And at the very least, they were definitely going to want to talk to me for a second interview. Again, four weeks ago, Zoom interview went really well. We even ran over by like 15 minutes because the conversation was going so well. Four weeks later, I ain't heard shit. Nothing. Nada. That is some bullshit right there. And this is why I get so annoyed when I keep seeing headlines or news articles or posts out there that nobody wants to work. The job market is just so wide open. All these employers are hiring and no one wants to work. These employers are assholes. These HR departments are lazy AF. But I am happy to announce that a couple weeks ago, I did accept a role, which has turned out to be the best decision I have ever made from an employment perspective. This is with a local organization that I'm not going to say the name of the business just to protect them from anything that people might disagree with on the podcast, but let's just say that they teach music instruction and instrument lessons to kids. 
Obviously, because I can play pretty much every instrument that they teach there, immediately I was thrown into doing a lot of sub work until I started to build up my own client and student base. But OMG, it has been the most rewarding experience. Every single day that I'm in there has been amazing. I love it. This is my calling. It's not going to make me rich, but I don't care. I would much rather personal satisfaction with what I'm doing than the dollars. It's the same reason why I'm doing this podcast. I'm not making anything for this, and I'm giving you guys pretty consistent content and putting a lot of time and effort into each episode. It's the same reason I'm still writing and recording music and releasing music, even though I'm not making any money off of that. There are just certain things that we are willing to do that we have such a passion for that the money is irrelevant. So in this instance, the fact that it is a paid job, that's just a bonus. So Jeffy is a happy boy. Also, to the employers who have ghosted me, go fuck yourself. So, to the topic of the episode, Neil Young versus free speech. I'm going to assume that by the time this episode comes out, which will be Monday, February 7th, the majority of you will know or have heard at least a little bit about the Neil Young debacle with Spotify. For those of you who don't even know who the hell Neil Young is, Google that shit. I'll give you a second. So apparently Neil Young took umbrage with the fact that the Joe Rogan Experience podcast has had guests on the show that are anti-vaxxers or not necessarily supportive of the vaccine agenda. While I don't consider myself an anti-vaxxer, I definitely do not support the vaccine agenda, and I'm not 110% sure that it's not all just a bunch of controlling bullshit. They keep pushing the vaccine down our throat, but it doesn't stop us from getting it, doesn't stop us from spreading it, doesn't stop some people from actually getting very sick. Great vaccine, guys. But Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, recently signed a big deal with Spotify in order to be exclusive on Spotify. So you can't listen to that podcast on any other platform. So that's what exclusive means. And Neil Young basically gave Spotify an ultimatum on January 24th and said, either you pull the Joe Rogan Experience podcast off of Spotify, or you can pull all of my catalog and music from Spotify. And rather than paraphrasing, I will give you an actual quote from the statement he issued. Finger quotes! I am doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. First off, Neil, if you say immediately, you don't need to say today. Immediately pretty much implies today. Can you do this immediately? You mean like tomorrow? Sure, that works. So again, this took place, this ultimatum this statement by Neil Young took place on Monday, January 24th. On Wednesday, January 26th, Spotify responded by pulling all of Neil Young's music from their platform. Clearly, they stand behind their podcaster, who pretty much has the biggest podcast in the world, versus standing behind a washed-out, burnout, old hippie. Here is a quote from the statement that Spotify released on January 26th. We want all the world's music and audio content to be available to Spotify users. With that comes great responsibility. Oh, this is Spider-Man. In balancing both safety for listeners and freedom for creators. We have detailed content policies in place, and we've removed over 20,000 podcast episodes related to COVID since the start of the pandemic. We regret Neil's decision to remove his music from Spotify, but hope to welcome him back soon. So hold on, let's rewind. 
kind of jumbled in the middle of that statement, Spotify admitted to removing 20,000 episodes of podcasts because of COVID-related topic and discussion. This is right after using the phrase, freedom for creators. That doesn't sound like a lot of freedom. Yes, I would understand them pulling podcasts if there was blatant hate speech or inciting violence or anything like that. But I'm going to be pretty certain that of these 20,000 episodes that they decided to just delete, that well, over 20,000, that a lot of it was just stuff that conflicted with the general population's expectation, that's a hard one to say, of how information should be delivered. I am so sick of the word misinformation. I've stated before on the podcast, most of the facts that you think are facts, they're not facts. You just think they're facts because you read it somewhere. But I assure you that if you are a Fox News watcher, you think every single thing that's being said on CNN is bullshit. If you're a CNN watcher, you think everything they're saying on Fox is bullshit. But everybody thinks they've got the facts. Don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you hear. So that was really messed up of Spotify to do that. And also just a heads up, if you listen to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast on Spotify and for some reason you go to listen to an episode in the future and it's not there, well, perhaps it's because that I'm talking about what a hypocritical piece of garbage they are. Not to mention last week when I kind of pointed out what a whore they've become with their advertisements in the free music version of the app. And of course, I understand if you want a free version version of an app that you're going to have to tolerate a little bit of advertisement, but it's pretty excessive. Spotify, you're a hypocrite and a whore. So of course, you know, Neil Young's music being pulled from Spotify, that's going to cause some backlash with people who thought that Spotify should have sided with him and pulled Joe Rogan's podcast from their platform. So I'm going to let you know some of the big names that also decided to pull their stuff from Spotify in protest. Are you ready, kids? All right, on Friday, January 28th, this was two days after Spotify said, sorry, Neil, and pulled all of his shit off of Spotify, Joni Mitchell decided to back up Neil Young by pulling all of her catalog from Spotify as well. Uh, Joni, just want to give you a heads up. You really haven't been relevant for over 50 years. Not sure that's going to make a big ding in the Spotify stock prices. I mean, I know who Joni Mitchell is, but she's still probably technically before my time, and I'm not a young man anymore. For the majority of you listening to this podcast, if I say the name Joni Mitchell, can you name one Joni Mitchell song? I couldn't. Can you picture what she looks like? I can't. Dadgummit, the sleet nice out there is building up. So again, if you hear that, I apologize. So Joni Mitchell, pretty much, that's the biggest name to back up Neil Young. If that gives you an idea, you know, how much of a downward spiral we're going to take on the next couple names. So a day after Joni Mitchell removed all of her stuff. No, Joni, why? A guitarist named Nils Lofgren. Who? Apparently he was a guitarist or is a guitarist for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, which I'm pretty sure has like 47 guitarists in it, so I'm not quite sure I would consider him a standout name, but he pulled his entire catalog of solo stuff from Spotify. Doesn't mean he's not still on Spotify with any Bruce Springsteen track, so it's kind of a weak move. And honestly, Nils, or however you pronounce your name, no one knows you. Like, no one. 
I'm pretty sure Bruce Springsteen read the article about Nils Lofgren pulling his music and said, who's Nils Lofgren? So the last person that I found of any note, I don't know who this person is, just like Nils, but this person also decided to stand with Neil and pull some stuff from the Spotify catalog. This person is called Brene Brown. It's spelled B-R-E-N-E with an accent on the last E, so I'm going to guess it's like Brene. I'm going to guess it was possible that her parents wanted to name her Renee, but had a speech impediment. So, who is Brene Brown, you might be asking? And definitely are asking, because you have no clue. She is an author and researcher who recently signed an exclusive multi-year deal for her podcast with Spotify. She has two of them, and when she released her statement on the same day as Nils Loft, She said, until further notice, she said that she would not be releasing any new episodes for her two podcasts. And finger quotes, until further notice, I'm sorry, and I'll let you know if and when that changes. Stay awkward, brave, and kind. All right, Brene, that's a dumbass way to end it. If you want to preach kindness and bravery, did you speak to Joe Rogan about any of this? Did you get his side? Were you kind to him? Were you brave enough to have a real discussion with someone you might not agree with? I'm going to guess no, and even if you tried to call him, I doubt he would have taken your call because just like the rest of us, he has no clue who in the hell you are. Also, Brene, good luck with your legal battle with Spotify. Remember, you just signed an exclusive contract to release content, so I'm not sure that you're able to just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. You might be in breach of contract. Spotify legal team, assemble. Look into that shit. Take Brene to task. Hold her feet to the fire. Her irrelevant, completely unknown feet. So there you have it. That's the list of big names that backed up Neil Young. Now, Neil Young is only a big name because of some of the groups he was in and songs that have been used for, like, Rockin' in the Free World is regularly used at, like, Fourth of July ceremonies. But let's be honest. Neil Young in 2021, well, I guess 2022. What year is it, Jeff? I don't know. But in 2022, geez, I almost messed it up again. Neil Young is pretty much irrelevant. So let's go ahead and talk about Joe Rogan's response to all of this happening. As I mentioned, in 2020, he signed a $100 million deal with Spotify, exclusive rights for the podcast to be only on Spotify. That's a lot of cheddar. He averages over 11 million listeners per episode. That's a lot. I've seen my numbers and... I'm not quite there yet. Honestly, some weeks you could probably take the M off of 11 million, and there you go. 11 listeners. Okay, I have more than that. But in response to all of this, he said, and I quote, I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. He also pointed out that he doesn't take an issue with Neil. He's a fan of Neil Young. He's a fan of Joni Mitchell. Basically, he was very polite, very thoughtful. He said, you know, maybe I need to do better in the future of making sure that my guests are a wider range of opinions so that it's not interpreted as me pushing one agenda, that's not his goal. It just happened to be certain people that he had as guests that had their opinion. But that doesn't necessarily always mean that represents the opinion of the host. Also, let's not forget that Joe Rogan is an entertainer. 
He is not a journalist. He is not a member of the news media. He's not a doctor. He's not a politician. He's not a teacher or a professor. He was the host of Fear Factor. He's very involved with UFC fights and doing, you know, pre and post match commentary and interviews with the fighters. Not really a UFC guy, so I'm not totally sure what he does, but something like that. But the fact is, when it's an entertainer, he does not carry pretty much any of the responsibilities of those other professions I mentioned. You can like him, you can dislike him, you can agree with him, you can disagree with him, you can listen to him, you cannot listen to him. Those are all your choices. But that's kind of the cancel culture stuff that we've gone through, where we're holding everyone to the same standard as politicians, teachers, doctors, news journalists. You think these news journalists aren't totally full of shit with a lot of the stuff they say they're trying to get the lead or they're trying to get the headline out before any other network, so they say something without 100% knowing that it's absolutely accurate? Yes, that happens. But I don't see Neil Young making an ultimatum for those people. Also, by the way, Neil, just going to let you know one of your most famous songs that you're well known for is Keep On Rockin' in the Free World. So the fact that you are causing an ultimatum as an artist to try and cancel another artist slash entertainer is so hypocritical and totally, totally messed up. So as you can tell from the fact that I've been reading quotes and I've got stats and figures and years and dates in this podcast, yes, I did do show prep. I've got several pages of stuff. I will let you know when I do my show prep, I kind of break it out and chunks of portions of the conversation and each one has kind of a quick title for the section and then I've just got some basic bullet points that I want to make sure I don't miss. The title of this section is Why Neil Young Can Suck a Dick. So again, let's point out he has not been relevant in over 30 years in regards to new music. All of the shit that Neil Young is known for was written before I was born or while I was a teenager. I now have two adult children. So yeah, it's been a while, Neil. Also, let's be honest, people. Neil Young's voice, not so good. Old man, look at my life. What the hell is that? What are you doing? I've never really been a big Neil Young fan. I do like uh, the song Hey Hey My My, but mainly because it was covered by a band. I think it's called Battle Me, Battle May. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but it was uh, played during an episode of Sons of Anarchy. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, oh, that's where I've heard it before. It's Neil Young. And yeah, it's a cool song. It's kind of talking about Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. So that's a cool little story and tribute that Neil did. But it's still got that same weird voice. Hey, hey, my, my. That's enough, Neil. Another reason why Neil Young can suck a dick? He's clearly arrogant. Putting that ultimatum out there, it just shows how out of touch with reality he is. And clearly does not understand the modern and current model of digital distribution when it comes to entertainment. Movies, songs, podcasts. So to think that his shit in 2022, his old ass dusty music. Hey, hey. To think that Spotify's stockholders are going to care more about that than somebody they just signed to an exclusive deal and paid a hundred million dollars. Neil, you're an idiot. And yes, you can suck a dick. My, my. Also, in addition to your arrogance, I've pointed this out, you are a hypocrite, Neil. You used to preach freedoms and rights and stand it up to the man. Guess what? You are now the man with that bullshit ultimatum. You are the man trying to get other people canceled just because you disagree. 
Neil Young, suck a dick. Hey, hey. All right, the next section of my notes is titled, Why Spotify Can Suck a Dick. That's right, let's let's count the days until Jeff's podcast is no longer on Spotify. But I want to go back to the fact that they deleted over 20,000 episodes of podcasts and buried that in the middle of their little statement. It was their way of trying to appease everyone. First, they said, we want freedom for creators. Oh, and by the way, there were 20,000 episodes. Oh, <clears throat> over 20,000 episodes of podcasts related to COVID, we pulled those down. We burned those books. I don't know what podcast episodes they pulled down. Again, if those episodes included hate speech or things like that inciting violence, then yes, I can understand that. But I find it hard to believe that 20,000 podcasts had that type of narrative when it was a COVID-based discussion. This wasn't discussions about race. This wasn't discussions about Black Lives Matters. This wasn't discussions about presidential elections. This wasn't discussions about the Capitol riot. These were discussions about COVID. And if they pulled those because they felt like they were filled or riddled with finger quotes misinformation, let's not forget misinformation is a matter of perspective. Quit using that stupid ass word. There are facts, there are truths, there are untruths, there are lies. But there's a lot of gray area in the middle of opinion, recommendation, suggestion, one way or the other. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body, but I suggest you get the vaccine. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body, but I suggest you don't get the vaccine. People have their own opinions. Now, that probably wasn't the greatest example because, unfortunately, we live in this completely divided world and nation and political agendas that people aren't that respectful to say, I don't care what you do with your body, but I suggest. No, it's like either you get the vaccine or you're a moron. Or the other side, if you get the vaccine, you're a moron. We are so screwed right now, people. Society is fucked. But want to reiterate before moving on, Spotify, in addition to Neil Young, you can suck a dick. Although I'm going to guess that Neil probably gives a better BJ, given that there's a high likelihood that at his advanced age, he's probably pretty toothless. So when it boils down to it, it is free speech. That is the issue at hand. Neil is trying to take that away from Joe Rogan. He's trying to control and dictate Spotify and how they do their business. Spotify is clearly trying to dictate how podcasters do their podcasting because if they don't like 20,000 plus episodes, bye-bye. If you think that you live in a world or a country where free speech actually exists, you are an idiot. We tout it. We hold it up as this big virtue and this luxury that we have, especially here in America, freedom of speech. It's right there in the Bill of Rights. That's my right. Have you seen everyone getting fired lately over stupid comments? But it's political correctness. It's all these mentalities that cause people to now have to limit their speech, to limit their freedom of expression, to limit their opinions. People are literally afraid to say certain things, whether it's with a friend, with a spouse, in the workplace, if they're broadcaster or a podcaster. I mean, clearly I'm pretty sure that you guys have all been able to tell if you've listened to all the episodes. I'm not really afraid of saying much. I'm not really afraid of ruffling feathers, but I also don't have any advertisers. I'm not getting paid to do this. So really the only thing I run a risk of with saying the things I want to say with a disregard to the political correct mentality is that, you know, maybe a platform pulls my podcast or all of them, and then I'm done. At which point I'm going to change my name to Brene Brown. But also when you look at like broadcasters, journalists, the people who actually have a responsibility to give us news and fact and science, not opinions, not political agendas, 
They are all one-sided. Fox News, absolutely right-wing conservative news organization. Every other news outlet, absolutely left-wing liberal news organization. It's the reason why you only listen to one or only listen to the other. And whichever one you listen to, all the other ones, in your opinion, are complete bullshit. Why is it okay that these news outlets are allowed to spew out all of these one-sided leaning opinions and bring on specific guests that, of course, fit their agenda? Or if they don't fit their agenda, it's almost like they're bringing them on just to belittle them and try and make them look like an idiot. Why is it okay for them but not Joe Rogan, an entertainer, a TV show host, a podcaster, a stand-up comic? Why is he expected to have some balanced message and balanced podcast? So once again, there's that hypocrisy. So if you stood behind Neil Young or you don't like the fact that anybody out there like Joe Rogan is allowing finger quotes misinformation to be spread about vaccines or the or COVID, well, then where is your outrage? Where is your uproar over the news outlets that you watch? Because guess what? They are one sided. A hundred and fifty percent. This isn't a double-edged sword situation. You can't have expectations that are higher for a comedian than a broadcast journalist or a teacher or a doctor. My, my. As I said, we live in this divided nation. But remember the old adage, together we stand, divided we fall. We could not be more divided. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, we're, we're kind of seeing it happen. Things are falling apart. The world is becoming a dumbed-down, hot pile of steaming dog shit because so many people out there are not willing to listen to the other side. So many people are not willing to reconsider their own opinions and understand that they are not facts. So many people are not willing to compromise or accept the fact that other people might have a differing opinion from theirs, but that does not make that person a moron. And you know it's gotten really bad when the people who used to preach free speech and rights like Neil Young are now giving ultimatums and trying to cancel other entertainers just because they don't agree with what they say. Neil, suck a dick. Hey, hey. I will be honest with you. As a live entertainer, there are two Neil Young songs that even though I'm not a huge fan, I don't always play the songs that I love. I play what the crowd is going to like. And I have covered both Rockin' in the Free World and Hey, Hey, My, My. Although my Hey, Hey, My, My version is closer to the Battle May version from Sons of Anarchy. But moving forward, because Neil can suck a dick and because Neil is a hypocrite, I will never play another Neil Young song at any of my live shows. Won't happen. If someone requests it, I don't care if it's the 4th of July and they want Rockin' in the Free World. Tough. You're getting Miley Cyrus. Party in the USA. The last little nugget I will leave you with is that you have the power, people. If you don't like something, don't listen, don't watch, don't buy it. It's that easy. If you hate my podcast and you're still listening, I don't know why. I don't get it. It's like you order something at a restaurant and the plate comes out and you take the first bite and it is the worst thing you have ever tasted in your life. You would rather suck the sweat out of a old gym sock than take another bite, but you still take another bite. Oh, not even that. You clear the plate. Why? We have that choice. That is one of our freedoms. Quit trying to want everybody to be canceled. Quit trying to get everybody fired because their opinion or their perspective is different from yours. How would you like it if those people were actively doing everything in their power to get you fired from your job because your opinion differs from theirs? You would think they were tyrannical. You would call them a Nazi or something ridiculous like that. But that's what you're doing when you promote and push for cancel culture. 
And also, don't assume that if someone is listening to a podcast, whether they agree with it or not, that they're blindly just listening and following and agreeing with every single thing that every host or guest says. People, hopefully, are smart enough to form their own opinions, to agree and disagree, or consider different points of view from time to time. That's very important. But in that regard, I want to point out that Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Nils Lofgren, Brene Brown, they're all calling you all a bunch of fucking morons. Because by giving this ultimatum and saying the only way we can stop the spread of this misinformation is by completely removing it from being available, why? You think people are being brainwashed? You think people are tuning in and just blindly making decisions and living their life based on what they hear on the Joe Rogan experience? I'm sure if you look at Neil Young and Joni Mitchell in their heyday, maybe the way that they lived their lives wasn't necessarily ideal. How would they have liked it if people would have said, we're pulling all your records from the stores because uh, there's a bunch of people in Alabama that don't like pot smoking. So we'll never sell another one of your albums again. Sorry about that. Hypocrites. Neil, Joni, Nils, Brene, Spotify, suck a dick. So as with every other news story that comes out, things are very short-lived. We all have very short attention spans. I'm sure this isn't going to stay in the news very long. And I'm a little curious to see when or if Neil, Joni, Brene, or Nils actually return their music to Spotify because they realize, hey, this is a kind of eaten into my paychecks a little bit. And unfortunately, all this dick sucking is not very profitable. But if there's any updates in the story that are significant, I will absolutely give those to you in future episodes. But I just want to stress and reiterate to people, come on, seriously, cancel culture, everybody having to be fired, not allowing people to speak just because you disagree with what they have to say. You are also fighting against free speech when you do that. And you, if you do that, can suck a dick. Again, I want to thank everybody for continuing to tune into the podcast. Luckily, the Bengals have the weekend off because the Super Bowl is not until two Sundays from now. So you can all rest assured you won't have to hear the Who Day chant next week on the podcast. But fingers crossed, on the following podcast, we're going to get one last one because the Bengals will be Super Bowl champs. Fingers crossed. Until next time. I'm Jeff. Hey, hey, and I'm Jeff. My, my. Good night. Went to the devil and I prayed And I showed him the mess that I made And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over But the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire And said can you turn the heat a little higher Cause I've been burned and I've been burned a million times over But he just covered me with water So I went to the Lord of the sea I said won't you come wash over me
to the devil again He said I don't really want to be your friend I've been tried and I've cried and I'm done crying And then I laughed in his face And then I saw the 